front. Fireburn lifting late. She's extreme clinging on from Fireburn. And she's extreme flips the result this time. She's extreme wins the group one. Champagne stakes by a half length to Fireburn. The big white face run over the top. Cascadia wins the all eight stakes. Well, what an emotional way to start the show this morning. I don't know what to say. We've got our cameraman in tears, tissues for Pete. <laughs> Ronnie, wow! What a day! What a day! What a finish to the carnival! Uh, some fantastic racing and some moments in time. I must moments say. in time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, the track was a, obviously it had enough. It's had enough. Rick. Yeah, it's uh, it was beaten, beaten up bad there yesterday, and we had to live with it. it was on pace in close, uh, heavy eight. That was, I think it was a little bit worse than that. Um, so look, we got through the day. We've got through a carnival in pretty yeah. good shape. I must say, at the front, Corey, the atmosphere was as good as any two days oh, of the great. championships. It was great. Just a quick question. Why couldn't they just leave the rail in the normal position and let the jockeys find their way? I, I, I would ask the same question. They've always got an answer for it, saying, well, that's the way we do it, and that's the way we, we prepare the track, and that's how it recovers best. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but when you're talking a Group 1 meeting and you've got emergencies that have got good chances in the race that, have, that don't get a run... Mm. Um, it could be worked out a little bit. The jockeys would have... Fit. It's easy to say after the ball, but the, yeah. uh, if we would have just left the jockeys, there would have been plenty of room. There was no way was, the, the fence would be on fire with the normal yeah, rail right. yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's... And if they left the rail in, Nash probably wouldn't have got in trouble. <laughs> no, he probably wouldn't. Nash, Nash would have had plenty of room to manoeuvre Kementari <laughs> through a gap. Well, he got inside the rail anyway. <laughs> that's right. The eight-metre uh, eight rail was no good to Nash yesterday, and that was the biggest talking point of the day. Well, it's, it's natural. Bias tracks cause interference, especially inside bias. Because yeah. everyone, when you've got two lanes for horses to get in and you've got a full field, mm. you just can't all get there. And he, he was doing it from the half-mile. I said to Radley mid-race, I said, Nash is not leaving the fence. No. You could just see him. He was yeah. determined he was he not leaving the fence. He nailed himself there. Yep. Yep. So we'll, we'll get to the, the ride of Nash Willer Once again... For another week, we're talking about a ride of Nashrawilla. Uh, one day it's outside fence, one day it's inside fence. But uh, to start the show, it is all about the name of Cummings. It was a big Group 1 double for the family. It happened for the second time. They did it a couple of years ago on Stradbroke Day when James Cummings trained trekking to win the Stradbroke and Anthony Cummings trains Prince Farwas to win the JJ Atkins. Well, yesterday it was the champagne and the all-aged to Anthony and James. We're going to start with the Champagne Stakes. All the talk pre-race was about Fireburn and whether she could complete the Triple Crown and become just the seventh horse to do so. Uh, Anthony Cummings and Tommy Berry had other ideas and when we picked them up around the turn, she's extreme is often gone. Yep, and uh, I think it was a day um, that we could talk about every one of these ten winning rides individually and it was a day of good rides, but this was the cream of the crop. Uh, this took guts. Uh, no guts, no glory. He'd give her a beautiful rest for half the race and then push the button and that worked so many so, so so often when you see jockeys do that sometimes you can wait too long to quicken and they're on top of your corner it was just a good smart ride like tommy obviously knew that brenton was going to have to stay one off the fence um so therefore um johnny allen rolled up outside of tommy and he obviously knew that brenton was going to be in the one one but it was just great 
Tommy pushed the button exactly the right time, skipped away, um, put Fireburn under under pressure, severe pressure, um, took her out of a comfort zone. It just it was it was a shame that Brenton didn't draw one where he could have followed the winner. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you know because that obviously wealthy investor who did draw one just took that spot away. Correct. And made things very very awkward as far yeah. as the way uh, we were trying to read the race how it would happen become a two horse race but it was all advantage to Tommy Berry yep. and she's extreme I must say probably easy for Gary to go home kick the cat blame the blame the track and say it's cost him the race and he might be right but that's we're in an outdoor sport and we've got to put up with that they knew that going into it they had probably had a plan and it didn't work out in saying that Fireburn did run the fastest last 600 of the day yeah. uh, of the day so there's nothing wrong with her performance. No. Just a brilliant ride, great tactical ride, and uh, gets the job done, which you like to see in Group 1 events, like you see in every event, really. Well, they'd met uh, three times previous, Fireburn and She's Extreme. Uh, Fireburn had the advantage 3-0, winning the Sweet Embrace, the Golden Slipper and the Sires, but uh, She's Extreme got her revenge yesterday. Tommy did the right, uh, worked it out. We had sort of two plans, plan A, plan B. Plan A worked, didn't have to worry about the other. Uh, and the horse did the rest. What a preparation she's had. She hasn't missed a dogfight. Uh, hasn't missed it, but she kept improving all the way. And the thing was, she hadn't had that much work on the way through. So in terms of trying to get them educated, talked before the race about racecraft and how she was sort of taking those steps on the way through. Learning more on race day, perhaps, than she was in, uh, in work at home, because you had to keep her fresh enough to be effective at the short course before you got to here. Uh, but this week, or the two weeks since the last run, and being able to go along and, and work into a pedigree, work you know, for a race over a mile that she was bred to do, uh, she just got stronger. She dropped on the flank, looked around her. The best ever she's presented was today. And she had to run her best race, and that's what she did. Now you get a break. Yep. Now she gets a well-earned break. Yeah. What sort of heights can she realise when she comes back? Well, there's another trainer I've got to talk to to work out where we go. <laughs> well, he said win, lose or draw an easy an easy spring and worry about the autumn later on. What's the Anthony Cummings philosophy? Well, I think you, you judge them as they, as they come. I've seen horses go this deep into this carnival and come back and, and not sort of turn up at all. I mean, um, uh, you know, the couple of the stallions we've had along the way, Casino Prince did that. He came back, had no spring. Uh, and then in the autumn, he really turned up and, and was very good uh, right, through, uh, right through that campaign. She may be the same, uh, but at the end of the day, she'll be back in time to have a spring of some sort. Uh, what shape it takes depends on exactly how she does and, uh, and I suppose the sorts of races we aim at. Is this right up with, there with your greatest moments to do what she's been capable of doing today? Oh, I think so. As much because of the challenge that she offered in terms of where we aimed at versus a pedigree and to keep it fresh enough to be effective in those short races and then uh, turn up for the main event. If I didn't have five in the race, I, I was home, but thought that the other day in the um, champagne, uh, in the size and Fireburn just went straight past me, but I played to how the track's been racing so far and I didn't just want to pick up from the 600, I wanted to go. I thought that was the only way we could beat, uh, beat the favourite and it worked in our favour and got to say, her work on Tuesday morning is as good as her work. When you let rip the other day, you obviously you, you put a good couple of margins on them, but then you sort of faded through the line. Do you think that was because Fireburn got past and you disappointed your horse? Yeah, I just lost sight of him and he surprised me and I think he might have surprised her. So. Um, when horses go past you that quick, it sort of breaks your heart a little bit, as you know, Brownie, and it definitely broke mine the other day, but um, I didn't want to give Brent a chance to get near me today, and worked in our favour, but uh, just going to give a big shout-out to my family, they're my biggest support base, and I love them very much, they're not here today, but can't wait to see them tonight. You didn't have time to give a wave like 
Brenton did last week? Oh, I've got four kids, I need all the money I can get. I can't, can't afford the fines. <laughs> well, uh, 35 career Group 1s now for uh, Tommy Berry and for Anthony Cummings. That was Group 1 win number 22. Here was Gary Portelli, the trainer of Fireburn. Well, there goes the Fireburn stand, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, mate, got beaten by a, a great ride by Tommy, a fit horse. You know, Anthony Cummings got a great fill in his, in, on his own right there. Uh, it was a good tussle. We probably gave too big a start on this track, but she just kept trying her heart out. She got within the neck of the, of the winner and, you know, um, you know, very proud of her. Did the track worry you watching those early races? Definitely. I think we came here sort of worried and I said to, I said to Brent before the race, I reckon Tommy's going to try and pull something here. I reckon you'll get going and he'll set, a, a task, set you a task at some point. Be careful you don't get caught, you know, with pants down and, and, and have to set a bigger task. But there's nothing you can do. No. Tommy came around the corner. We had to get around a couple of horses going nowhere. By the time we got into the race, Tommy was full bore and uh, she's a strong filly. She's a very good filly, the winner. So it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, going forward next autumn when we're up against each other. Actually, Anthony asked me what my program was. We yes. try and keep away from each other. Yes, well, I think there's a, there's a discussion going to take place, but each filly's different, of course. But you're on the record of saying light spring the autumn this time next year. Oh, definitely. Look, she's had a big preparation. She hasn't had a spell from the time she'd come from the pre-trainers, you know. I gave her two weeks in my yards at the stables to, to, to break the preparation up. And um, she's just going to furnish it to a fantastic little horse for us next time through. So, you know, the owners are in for a, a, a great deal of fun. And, um, you know, just, just a pleasure to have a horse like this. And, and for Louis in particular, mm -hmm. and having the sire, Rebel Dane, who's got a, stud, uh, a job at uh, Widden Stud now. And, you know, he's, he's potentially going to be a freak stallion. She's had to do it tough too because she's had to race on heavy tracks. She's had to train on heavy tracks. Yeah, look, there's no excuses today, though. She's just... Today she was beaten by a better horse on the day, you know, and um, but she's been tough all the way through. I did notice though in the birdcage she just went up a little bit more than what she has before and whether it was the muggy conditions or just coming to the end, it might have been there as well. Um, but geez, I love that last 100 metres. I thought she was going to get there, but yeah. uh, too tough. You can walk away happy, yep. proud. Yep, he sure. was very graceful in defeat. Mm. Don't know what he would have been with a couple of schooners under his belt after dinner <laughs> last night. but uh, <laughs> If it had been about race eight or so, <laughs> not race four. Well, that was, that was Dad, and now he said, over to you, son. And here's Cascadian, the baldy-faced Cascadian. A Doncaster winner adds an all-age stakes to his career for James Cummings. Yeah, and uh, talking about rides again. I mean, the barrier one was the killer, was the the winning move here. And by this stage of the day, everyone everyone knew where you had to be, and they had, they overdid it. Yeah. So that's where he got into a rhythm, and he, yeah. he got moving, and they opened up for him, and you know he had the rails, he'd run the whole way, and then just got a little bit concerned at the start because he didn't muster speed. He doesn't like it, do that. Yeah. It's, it's a habit of his. Yeah. But he certainly relished the speed of that race and the conditions on offer. Yep. Unbelievable, the second horse, by far the run of the day, and should have won. She was three, four, and five deep, no cover the whole way on a day like that, and then was stranded in front yeah. when the good horses stopped. She took over and was left in front with 300 metres to go. Uh, look, I understand she went back to the better part of the track, but that was an amazing performance from Tafani. And Retirement now, yeah? Yeah, well, in your column tomorrow, you can't make that the run of the day because obviously that's designed to yes. find future winners. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But that's, that's null and void. Yeah, I did make the forgive file, though. <laughs> <laughs> because she was a massive run there yesterday. And she's been a terrific man for, for the connections. And Ellsberg, he was as honest as he always is. Yeah. And um, what do you want to say? You know, law of indices, he's ready to go on the dry. But 
all honest with the winner, the ride, and the way the race set up for him. Mm. Um, let's go and hear from uh, James Cummings and also James McDonald. Look, it's fantastic for my father to have got up and won the Champagne Stakes and upset the short price favourite. And, uh, and, a, and a wonderful effort for what he's done with that filly. And, you know, it's funny, I drove to the races and I didn't have the booming, upcoming young horse that Godolphins tend to be known for. And, uh, and that can be a real challenge for the staff because we've got to find many different ways to freshen these older horses up and sort of keep instilling the passion in those older horses for their racing. And, you know, we brought two horses to the races here, Kementari and Cascadian, that were the best two looking horses on the farm just about in training on Tuesday morning. And, and that, uh, and, that, and that goes a long way to, you know, getting them up for these sort of performances. But a great, great credit to the staff that have been able to invigorate these older horses to produce these performances. So with Kementari and Cascadian, it's been about the old horses today. It's all been about the longevity of your horses on the farm. Yeah, and believe it or not, I had a younger jockey, James McDonald, come up to me in the enclosure right before this race, and, and I said, did you see the rider Nash on Kementari? And he said, if you think I'm going to ride Cascadian like that, he said, you need to book another jockey now. I said, fair enough, you've got a big mortgage to pay for, James. But the, 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 the thing is, uh, James got it straight away. He knew we would have freshened him up, done very little with him since the Doncaster. And he wanted to use his barrier, but how often when you want to use the barrier, the horse is not as balanced as they might be. And Cascadian was able to pick himself up, back up after stumbling early. And James knew that it was all about just using his energy wisely because he's a horse that's back from 2,000 and a mile, two runs at a mile. He had all that fitness and that strength from a really good grounding preparation. And, and James was traveling as good as any jockey coming to the turn and was able to navigate his way through and pick the runs when he needed to and the horse let down and won the all-age that I think he should have won last year. Barrier one was an absolute blessing but in saying that he was in the barriers a long time and he's not, he's always a, a mid to back runner but he come out, he jumped well but he's just come out a bit sluggishly for the next hundred metres so I actually had to make him, rub him into a spot and, he, and then he travelled up but geez, I was impressed the way he, he bridled up at the 600 to the four and where horses have been struggling all day and he, he scooted through it. When did you really start to get excited? <laughs> when I was actually peeling off Nash's back and I could see Tafani, I had a few lengths to make up but um, I thought Tafani might have been suspect at that last little bit and I'd really started rattling home from 100 from home and I knew oh, we've, got a, we've got a margin. If something's finishing down the outside it would have been had to be good but Nah, very proud of the horse. What a training performance. Yeah, how good is it to ride for the Blue Army? Yeah, no, nah, it's always been good. They've been fantastic to me throughout my career, so it's always good to put them on. What he's doing, he's accumulating Group 1s at a rate that hasn't been seen before. Mm. He's up to 64 now. Uh, for James Cummings, that was 29 individually. He also trained two with his grandfather. So 29 plus two, but 64 for McDonald. Congratulations, Mike Moroni. The yeah, job he has yeah. done with Tafani throughout her career Terrific. has been something to watch and uh, here he is after her final performance yesterday. Yeah, it was a great run. Uh, deserved a bit of fate with uh, what happened during the race and that, but uh, just proved what a great mare she is. And that turn of foot that she showed um, when Mark said go was amazing, you know, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be sad to see her go, but she's done a great job. She's been a mighty horse for you. What are the greatest memories? Uh, just all the Group 1 wins. You know. she, she's travelled and done it. Uh, she's won in three states. She's beaten um, all comers, basically, uh, at weight for age, handicaps a lot, and she's taken on the males a lot. So, um, 
It would have been just fitting for it to go out on a winning note, but just wanted to be. Um, quite ironic, really, because Tefane spoiled Parada's final run. That's right. <laughs> Parada was going for the all eight. Yeah. Last run, Tefane, and then she happened to her. And that all-star mile form stood up again there. Mm. Stood up at the Doncaster and the all eight. So that's been a good lead-up for them. Two big races here, that's for sure. Michael Friedman, congratulations to Michael and Richard for the job they've done with Forbidden Love. Uh, two Group 1s and another gallant run yesterday. With the benefit of hindsight, she's probably just had enough this preparation. Um, they did go at a very strong gallop, um, which probably made Tefane's run look even better, you know. Um, but I think probably off the back of a few runs on heavy tracks, you know, as I said, with the benefit of hindsight, she's probably just had enough and ready for the paddock. Any obvious targets next time round? No, I think we just give her a really good spell. She's she's earned that. She's been amazing for us this autumn. Um, give her a nice break, get her back in and just see where we're at from there and, and map out a bit of a program kicking off in sort of late August, September and, and see what we do. But I think whatever we do, it'll probably be a relatively light spring. I don't think we'd be overtaxing her um, and, and then come back and have another crack in the autumn. OK, um, we're off to a break. When we come back, we'll look at the uh, win of Kementari, but off to a break with Annabelle Neesham about her three runners. They ran well. Laws of Indices was good. Um, just like him to travel a bit closer, but he's just not jumping clean enough. Uh, but he, he ran well, he ran fourth. Uh, Mwanga just found it tricky. Um, he's not been exposed to, to this sort of ground um, much before. I think it's just proven to us today he's a different horse on top of the ground. He's still tried his heart out and um, very lucky for me he's going to stay in training at New Connections New Haven Park for another season. So look forward to bringing him back back here, hopefully for a sounder surface. And uh, yeah, Almino was super. He just um, yeah, couldn't, get, he couldn't get out. He was stuck behind horses coming backwards. But Willie thought he'd have, he'd have ran third or fourth if he got out. So um, he's going in the right way. Um, Mwanga, he'll go out now. Um, we'll get him ready, um, hopefully, to defend the, the wing stakes again. Um, that'll be the, the aim with him. And uh, Zaki, he's in the paddock at the moment. He's had a week off. And, um, yeah, as I said, um, still haven't decided whether, uh, where we'll go. Um, probably more likely to head up to, to Brisbane for the Newman Cup. And, um, yeah, we've obviously got... Um, he's only had three runs this time in, so it'd be nice to give him another one. Yeah, she had the bar, I guess we're hoping to see some um, you know, improving conditions of the track throughout the day, which she didn't quite get, and, you know, probably didn't get the spot that we needed it to, so, um, you know, that mile back and forth, I got a bit sharp for her there early, but main thing was that track, she's just, um, can't get her confidence in, um, you know, in these conditions, unfortunately, which is, you know, what we're seeing when she was able to get out of Melbourne and went on top of the ground, so, uh, look, it's been hard to find her the right tracks this, this carnival. Uh, in the Congo, yeah, um, tough, tough run for him, you know, probably the, you know, the early pressure throughout. Um, yeah, he had to do a bit there to sort of try and get the lead and then you know, he was caught on pretty pretty quickly in the race and you know, that may have just sort of told her. You know, I do feel he's best on, on top of the ground where he can utilise his speed and sort of, you know, he's, he's not really able to play to his assets here on this ground so I thought that things didn't work out for today. Can you press on within the corner? Yeah, have a little freshen up, um, look towards the, the Queensland um, races for him up there again, sort of just um, yeah, mainly in search of those um, you know, quick tracks that we can look forward for him. So, um, have a chat with Henry Field and the connections, and you know, ultimately, so I'll see he comes through this this run today. Uh, you know, sort of tough run there for him. And, you know, quick freshen up and make a decision.
Okay, the Hallmark Stakes. The vision will tell the story. Here's uh, Ronnie and Corey to go through Nashville Willis Ride for the second week in a row. Yeah, look, obviously <laughs> the rules were broken, but it was still unreal theatre, yeah. I must say. Um, we can laugh about it, but it, it, he did break the rules. He paid the price. I think the stewards did a pretty fair job, and yep. he may have even got out a little bit light. Well, I thought he got off a little bit light, um, especially, you know, again, I don't want to be rude to Nash, but his record, building up to it, you know, like his, um, his record's not great. But, um, yeah, I thought he got off light. But once you commit as a jockey like that, if you, you're in there, you, you don't stop. No. And that's... That's sort of the unwritten rule, but it was very dangerous where he was going. But um, well, yeah. this this is where he gets in trouble. Now you decide whether there was a run there. Nash says there was. The steward said there definitely wasn't. He was anticipating one, and once he, he yeah, just I, thought, "Hello, get me head here." And he said, "Oh no." Yeah. Uh, he just and then he said, "I've got to keep going." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think he thought when Josh went for the whip because there was probably three quarters of a run there, and then when Josh went for the whip, instead of the horse naturally rolling out that extra half a horse, which Nash anticipated, um, it didn't. It actually w went back to the fence. And that was his entire evidence in the room that he jockeys have to anticipate. Mm. Now, it didn't. Big, um, big parade didn't do what Nash thought it was going to do. And the steward said, you went where there was insufficient room and they issued a careless riding charge. He's already, he was already out from today until May 1, and now he gets another two weeks on top of that, seven meetings. So he gets back on for the Saturday scone card. OK. So I guess he's probably for the last two weeks, he's got a month. Yep. Uh, so that's fair enough with two indiscretions like that. Correct, yeah. No, I... What a horse, though. What a stable favourite he is. Um, he's an absolute ripper. He's, he's uh, I think, Darren Beedman won his maiden. He was training him when he won a maiden, Darren Beedman. Um, and, and great to see get off and get a kick and enjoy a win. You know, they, they, they usually got the, sometimes the company line and they're a bit stiff. You know, um, it's, you've got to enjoy horse yeah. racing. And when you get a moment like that, well, they had two moments yesterday, mm. and it was great to yeah. see him enjoy it. Not, you know, not, not be like the big company, we've got to behave here yeah. and all this sort of thing. Because he is the favourite. He's the, yeah, he's, oh, the, he's, he's the, the farm, farm favourite. Oh. He has to be. The and you favorite. can see when he parades around the yard, you can see mm. why he's the farm favourite. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's a dude. He's an absolute dude. He is. That's a good name for him. He is a dude. There's something about him. Yeah, and the closer you get to him, the better the, the better he yeah. looks. I think they wanted to retire him after Perth. Well, see, let's go back. Let's go back to that moment in time. I think now was... I know why you played the song. That moment in time. I think when... the Sim wanted to retire him. He was so proud of him. Let me yeah. give him a good home. Let's go out on a high, they said. And Dovacy said, why, why would you retire him now? Oh. Why would you retire him now? Well, the old farm there, you know, the old Woodlands farm, they remember they had their old 10-year-olds flavour and horses like yeah. that winning when they're 10 and 11. Yeah. In in carnival meetings, yep. he's going to be a horse like that, yep. and and they're stable. They like to be in the stable. Why do you want to banish him out into a paddock, well, into some, a freezing some, cold paddock? Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> All this wet weather around. Exactly. <laughs> but oh, some horses do. They retire and or even go for a spell. Like they don't like being there. They no, they, they do not. They've been out in the yeah. Well, a lot of horses enjoy it as well. But but yeah, I reckon he's he's one of those ones that didn't enjoy it. Mm. Come Once back. these horses are mature. They don't want to go back out no. in the paddock. They enjoy, you know, yeah. getting a brush every day, getting a rug on, yeah. uh, go for a walk every afternoon, yeah. a couple of feeds a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get some of these European imports they bring over, they hardly see a paddock. Well, yeah. um, Brad Gray was talking about it on Thursday night on Formline. What was the horse he was talking about? He, oh, I think it was Weta. Yeah. Yes. Weta. Yeah. He went out in the paddock 
<laughs> and he didn't know what to do. <laughs> he thought he'd <never, laughs> he been banished. <laughs> well, um, here, here is the excited James Cummings after the win, and he tells us about the future plans of uh, Kemantari, and uh, we'll also hear from Nash, who spoke to Corey Brown. Yeah, Nash is funny, you know, moments before the race, he said to me, um, James, you know, he's really flying this horse. And I said, yeah, Nash, I'm training the horse. I know he's flying. <laughs> but, uh, look, he, he, uh, he, he, he sweated on the run, which is exactly what he needed to do. Uh, he thought he might have a little dive for the spot in behind Big Parade early. But, you know, as, as, we, as we reminded him, you have got Counter Ruby drawn underneath you. And if I thought Kemantari trolled well at Warwick Farm, you just had to watch the replay of Counter Rupi, who trolled just as brilliantly. And, uh, and, you know, so it was a proper horse race. And I told Nash that I'd be the last horse trainer on the track that would be unhappy with him if he ran at a, ran at a time the last 50 metres. And, not, and even if it took him to the last 10, <laughs> I was fine with that. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the ride he produced. And he, he sort of got that belief in the horse. And uh, I don't know how many times he brushed the rail inside the 150, but it was enough to make you nervous. And, and he, got, he, he got up and won. What a, what a courageous effort. Corey thought he might have went inside the rail. He was that close. <laughs> so what do you? The rail was out eight meters, but for the past 25 meters, I think it was only out six and a half. <laughs> what what does what does uh, Godolphin do with Kevin Tari now? Do we do we send him on tour again? Well, we um, well, I think he's the only horse I've had that have, that has that has won in the, uh, the, the the collective number of states: New South Wales, um, WA, Victoria, and Queensland. So, <laughs> well, there's a South Australia box to be ticked. You're pretty sharp, you know. I, I, you don't just, you don't just talk to fill the time. <laughs> there is a good wood coming up. We'll talk about it, but uh, that's the difficult thing about Queensland Carnival. It's on exactly the same time as, as, as South Australia. Do we keep him fresh for a good wood? It would be, it would be pretty interesting. Ooh. But um, we'll talk about that during the week. And, and for the moment, we've, Vin Cox has filled the, the suite with uh, plenty of, plenty of Godolphin and Darley staff and. You would have seen that we got a big thrill out of that because yeah. uh, Kemantari's touched the whole organisation and it's, he's the sort of horse that, uh, that, that, that has brought us together. And, and we've, like no one else, defended his, uh, he, you know, his reputation and his desire to be a racehorse again. And, uh, and, and like all of our staff can reap all the rewards from, from that win today. Look, actually, look like the run was sort of vaping right up for me. And obviously, Josh, when he has started to shift out, um, Quickly correct them, wanting to be in the same lane and get messy for striving. I thought you were getting up on the inside of the inside fence. I think we might have been for one stride, but uh, God bless him, the horse is going really well and um, he was a pretty determined racehorse here today. It's hard to say, but I know he's come back a gelding this time in, but do you think he's improved a bit? Oh, I just think he's, uh, yeah, look, he's, he's um, look, to be honest, down the side there, I wasn't in on the ground at all, but he, he, he's just grown in confidence. Um, you know, I always won a couple on him, leaving him till late. And, you know, I, I guess uh, we're all a bit better after sex too. I don't know whether that's helped, but um, uh, look, he's, he's just, uh, you know, full credit to the team. He's a beautiful horse and uh, big sort of win on him again. Right, he didn't, he didn't trot that out in the stewards' room. <laughs> How did you keep a straight face? I didn't. <laughs> um, so he's going to try and do what Takeover Target did and win in every mainland state of Australia. Uh, I think Takeover Target did it all in Group 1s. Uh, Trekking tried to, but he couldn't win in Perth. Black Caviar didn't win in 
in Perth. No. But it, it, it's a rare feat. Yeah, it is a rare feat. Which he, which he could do by going to South Australia and winning over there. Uh, so that was the uh, Kemantari story. Uh, they were very excited about Count de Rupi after his return to form. He bounced him out and the horse jumped well. He, he wasn't as fresh today in the mountain yard. He presented himself really nice today. He can get over fresh. But look, we're still going around on these wet tracks. I, I can't wait to get him on a dry track. Uh, Brock thought when he came up the bridle today, he still wasn't comfortable on it, but he was still able to find. So I'm really looking forward to getting him back on a, on a firmer surface, so to speak. And, you know, once he's on the bridle, travelling through it, that's all good. But just when he's under that pressure, he's sort of, he's not the same horse we know. But I'm confident we're going the right way and the horse is as good as we know he is. He's in the betting for the Demon 10,000 and the Stradbroke. What's the plan? Um, look, we'll, we'll take him home, reassess. We'll give him a couple, we'll give him to the end of the week before we make a decision. There's the Victory Stakes up there at, um, I think it's Eagle Farm or Doombin in two weeks' time. Over 1,200 into the Doombin 10,000 or do we go fresh into a Doombin 10,000 and aim at the Doombin 10,000 Stradbroke on the fresh side. So. The weather, the weather could determine all of it. You're obviously getting rain up there as well. Um, look, I haven't forgotten about the Goodwood over in Adelaide as well either. I think a, a Group 1 million dollar race over there and a 1400 dry up to his liking as well. So, look, nothing's off the table, but we'll just get him home, make sure he pulls up okay and, and go from there. Great performance from the winner of the gong. Now we go to the Packer Plate and it was Mar and Eustace with Verona. Yeah, you got to respect it. We keep saying it. As soon as they step their horses up in distance, another. this is another beautiful ride. He rode the track beautifully from a little bit of a sticky draw and he found the fence, Willie. And they went hard and he just presented a straight through the, the inside here. And uh, good win. No, look, we've got an uh, Adelaide Oaks coming up in a couple of weeks. And we've got Brisbane, some lovely fillies races in Brisbane. She'll probably head there considering where she is in her preparation. Morris is my dad. He's stuck on. Um, straight Aaron's the horse we're going to talk about. But, you know, he was just... The bias beating. Bias beating. That. That's all it was. Yeah, he's a, he's an amazing horse. I reckon it's yeah. just just a shame the track raced the way that it did. And obviously it turned a little bit towards the latter part of the day. But I think that was because of the tempo related. You know, like everyone worked the track out and they went a bit quick. But uh, again, you just it, couldn't do what he had to do. No, that's right. But, uh, good ride, good ride, Willie Pike. He's 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 working it out. He is he's working the know, he's, <coughs> he's working, working the state out. Yep. He's going everywhere, and we had, we know he's a champion rider, yeah. but. He is riding very, very yep. well, I must say. Yeah. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Aussie Joe, uh, Johan, but call him Joe, uh, Gerard Dubord, who is the uh, stable foreman in Sydney for Mara Eustace. There's plenty of improvement to come. Uh, still very new uh, in the run. Uh, still a bit shy behind horses. Uh, obviously, the step has been tripped today. It was always going to be a big plus. Uh, lovely run, and no, it was good. Stable must have been excited to get her from New Zealand. Yeah, no, she was well bought. Uh, Boxall family uh, obviously are involved, and that's their colours, so it's great to get a win for them. Is she likely to go to Queensland? Uh, probably has to now. Yeah, after that. Yeah, no, and top of the ground would be no issue for her. Uh, she gets through the weights, but top of the ground would be just as good. Kept her in her comfort zone. Um, she, she hit the line actually all right last start. Just, just did enough late to suggest she'd run well. A um, couple of fancy ones there. I wasn't sure how we'd fare against them. But uh, we had a nice soft run and she's good enough. How testing's the track? A lot of the boys are coming after the first couple of races saying it's really, really hard work out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you want to have a nice fit horse here today, uh, you'll be found out real quick otherwise. Okay, let's go to race five, the car stakes and SB owner have been just sitting in the wings waiting, hoping that the tracks would dry out and 
it got to a point where Chris Wallace said, we've got to go. Yep. Yeah. And look, that was much better. We know she's very talented. Uh, we expected probably too much from her, from what she did in the spring. Yeah. Being a little filly, little mare, a uh, little filly then. And I honestly thought she might have lost the way a little bit. Yes. But until yesterday, and then she just confirmed that she's she's a really, really good horse. Yeah. Um, I think she'll be better in the spring as well because yep. she's, you know, look, she's not the finished article yet, but she has got an explosive turn of speed. Did any horse get over the track better than her yesterday? No, probably not, and we were, you know, we were worried about her heavy track forms leading in. But I think it was more so that she'd just given them too much start in those big races. Yeah. You know, they had they hard races to give 10, 20 length start yeah, in. Fangirl like early on in the preparation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. Uh, it's nice to have her back. We can look forward to her. We know she reacts well in the spring, and she's been carefully handled. That's only her sixth start. So they're back in business now. I want to follow Dynasties. I think she's a filly that can go through her classes. I thought... Uh, Party for one was, was good. sensational mm -hmm. down the, right yep. down the worst part of the yep. track there. And a couple of forgives. Comrade Rosa got held up on the inside, and as did a filly called Banana Queen who has something to offer as well. All right, well, we will hear from Joe Pride, uh, the trainer of Party of One, but first, here's Chris Waller. It's been a tricky autumn for um, a lot of connections and horses and probably taken away a little bit of their confidence. So she's been ready to go every week, but it's just been, it's just been one, one rain shower after another. So, yeah, the confidence will help her. I think she's a really good horse in the making and she's got a bright future, and I think you'll see more of her in the spring. She seemed to scoot over that ground today. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I wouldn't say she doesn't handle it, but it just was taking a lot out of them. And trying to make up ground on, on really wet tracks when that's their normal racing pattern, it makes it hard. So they're chasing from a long way out. And um, as I said, she's still pretty immature. She came into the autumn with only having two race starts. So she'll go to the spring a pretty confident horse now and ready to bounce to that next level. It's been hard work <laughs> just with that. With those two lanes, it's... it's but unfair for the ones coming out wide and we're pretty mindful of that. She's not the greatest, her first 100 metres is never great, but tried to muster a spot close enough where didn't really want to come out too wide. Um, that's hence why I gravitated back to the rail in the straight, but she was far too good at it. Could have brought her to the middle, she probably still would. She tracked up beautifully, but it's just, when I did let her go, she's a filly that's just crying out for good ground and uh, she's just getting away with it. She's a little bit better than them today, but. She's been found out on soft ground up and up and grade against good quality Group 1 horses. So um, let's just pray where she gets a, a really good spring and that'll give her the world a good. I think I'm glad they've given her a confidence booster. Yeah, look, I think you've got to sort of, after watching her, you've got to go, well, that's best best case scenario. You know, she wasn't good enough to, to beat the winner, but to get second in a stakes race is a, is a really good result for a filly who had, hadn't done that but thus far. Um, but really happy with her, she went well. And the plan going forward? Uh, haven't got one. Uh, just want to see how she pulls up. There's more racing left in her this preparation. Um, just wanted to see what she did at 1400 first today, so we'll sort of go home and, and hatch a plan. Um, but really happy with what we saw from her today. Joe Pride there with Party of One. Now let's go to the JRA plate and this was just all about the grey, Polly Grey. Yeah, another ride, Mother Bowman this time. He, he took the he took the initiative. for the neck. Yeah, and he when we thought there was a, a couple of other leaders in the race, when they didn't show intent early, he did. And boy, oh boy, didn't she? She wasn't as well weighted as she was at a previous start, but that didn't matter the weights. and. She's just a, a mare that just uh, loves the mud. Yep. She loves it. 
poor little ice bath. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we keep saying it. Radley keeps telling us four million. Four point two million. <laughs> poor little ice bath. Poor little ice bath. Yeah. Four point two million. <laughs> I think it was worth a try. Yeah. At two thousand, but she might be a miler. Yeah. Or maybe that. she's come to the end of it, I don't know, but she looked well. They must go home and cry themselves to sleep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what am I going to do with this 4.2 million? Yeah. And the winner, look, she, she, she's, had, she's had a tough run, and I saw her in the stalls after the race. She'd, she'd, she'd lost a bit of weight there. But Polly Gray had. Yeah, she'll recover. I think we had a bit of a picture of her, but the stalls, she was she recovered quite nicely. She's only, you know... Um, well, let's go. Here she is. Here she was after the race, Polly Gray. <laughs> Um, she just uh... she, she took it all in a stride. Yeah. She, 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 she lost a few little kilos, but yeah. anyway, she bounced, she'll bounce she'll back. She'll bounce back. Yeah, yeah. She, she's got nice a good, and relaxed. good attitude. Look at her. She's a beauty. All right. Well, uh, let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller and uh, Hugh Bowman, who put the kettle on yesterday. She's done it herself today, and um, yeah, the plan was always to be up handy, not quite to lead, but. Um, it's no disadvantage at all today, is it? So she did a great job and well rated by Hugh. She won the Gosford Cup last year, which is in three weeks' time. Are you thinking about that again? Yeah, that was the plan. Obviously, weight's a concern now, how much she gets. and um, But, um, yeah, wherever she goes, she'll be competitive. All her runs this prep have been good. I expected Anthony Cummings horse to lead, but when Robbie didn't show a great deal of purpose, I was more than happy to take it up and... I wasn't going to give her a can before the start, but I thought I would, and she can be a mare that can just over-travel a little bit. That's why I was just going to trot her the start, but she was so relaxed in the warm-up, it just gave me a bit more confidence if the option to lead was there to, to make use of that, and it was pretty much parceled up from that point. She just got in a really smooth rhythm, and I was just a passenger, really. It looked like a track work gallop down the back. You took the speed out of the race, but gradually increased from about the half mile. Yeah, I felt I went at quite an even tempo. I didn't think I went particularly slow, but I didn't go particularly fast either. And She was just in such a beautiful rhythm, and she's a mare that does like these sorts of conditions, so that's very important on days like today. And uh, She was in the right spot and got the job done with authority. Let's go back to the start of the day. Race number one was the Tab Highway. Yep, and this is where we had an inkling <laughs> that the track might be in a bit of trouble as far as bias concerned. One, two, three, four, the whole way here. So how do we read this going into the future? I'll leave that to you. It might be okay. But it was a good effort by Lucky Sham. Uh, she's put two from two this preparation now. And um, look, hasn't been over-raced. It's only a 12th start for four wins, including a city win. So it's hard to knock her. I thought... Boom Boom Basil was pretty good. First try in the wet there, first up. Uh, of the others in the race there, Mr Hustle just yeah, anchored with a big weight there. Worked home good though, just, you know, with all, all the bias early on the day, coming out that wide, I think he was in a bit of, bit of quicksand out there and didn't help his, didn't no. help his cause, but still run well. He did. Um, the favourites, well back favourite sparring, just pulled up with a, a slow recovery and will go for a spell now. He's a nice horse. He, I'm interested in him next preparation. It's just he didn't handle the wet. And as I said, he's got that slow recovery and eased out of the race there late. Mm. Uh, Simon Thompson, I caught up with him after the race. He, of course, is uh, Robert Thompson's son. He's married to Neil Gombolt's daughter and they share in ownership of Lucky Sham. It is our first highway winner, Greg. No, we've only, I think we've only bought 
two, I think, previous to this. But no, yeah. First one and very happy. You brought the right one today. Yes, we sure did. And uh, a lot of credit God has to go to my wife. She's done a lot of hard work with this horse. We own her ourselves. And, um, yeah, she's put a lot of groundwork in with her, so she deserves a lot of credit. And that's why she's sporting those famous set of uh, Thompson colours. Your f grandfather, Arthur, trained a lot of winners, and your father, Robert, rode a lot of winners in those colours. Yep. Back in the 80s and 90s, Greg, a good mate of yours and a, a, a good mate of our family, uh, he was a race caller, and he used to say, the red and whites have done it again. Exactly. Well, can you come back for another one? Uh, she's a class four now, so oh, no. you can't. No, we can't. It mapped really well. She got that beautiful run just behind the speed, and it's just a really genuine little horse. So once she got her head in front, she definitely wasn't going to let that other horse fight back, and it gave her a, a real race. But really, credit to her. She tried hard and coped okay with the heavy track. All right, that is uh, Rachel King, and now French Bonnet. We go to the midway. Kim War. Yep, and this is a nice mare, just wasn't herself first up and she bounced back very, very well. So, um, found the good spot, lovely ride by Nash, started off a good day for him, Divine Breath always on the speed, was okay. Uh, Zoracat went forward, was much better and highly desired, did work to get across and stuck on okay. So, same thing, the race two, first five in the run, first five yeah. home. What was Huey on in that race? He was on a contributing factor. Yeah, he didn't actually, go a yard. Yeah. I don't just think total forgive. Yep. Uh, you knew you were in trouble. He's back out at back, you know, yeah. with the cab catchers, but actually rolled through the line okay. Yeah, considering just didn't handle the going, and yep. obviously the pattern of the day was completely against contributing factor. So if you see him in a race and he's forgot a similar type race, one of these midways, and it's a dry track. I think we can, if the market disrespects him, you've got to go back on him and yep. with the LSP profile. All right, let's go and hear from Kim Waugh and also Nash. Look, her first run back was um, just nothing went right. It was um, just a really funny run race and it was just a forget run. But uh, she pulled up enormous after that and I was just saying that uh, I couldn't have been happier with her from then to now and her work had been brilliant. So... I just thought she'd run really, really well today. Well, she can take bad luck out of the equation more times than not because of a racing pattern. Yeah, definitely. She, she's tough. She's a tough horse, and she, um, she rolls forward, and she, she hasn't got a great turn of foot, but she keeps, um, keeps going. You yeah. know. And, mm. and can you, you can run in another midway, could you? Or rating probably goes up a bit too far now. No, we'll run. We yeah. Can always claim. <laughs> yeah. Look, sort of from memory, first up the other day, and. Yeah, it was a pretty genuine run race here at Newcastle. Big, big, wide open track, and they went went a bit like it was a Canterbury race, you know. So uh, had to chase the speed the whole way, and never really got cover like we did today. We sort of got a nice rest midweight race, and um, you know, a pretty fresh horse when we come off come off leaders back. Now we go towards the end of the program. We're up to race nine now, and let's have a look at our Playboys victory in the 1400 Benchmark 100. Yeah, well, everything just fell beautifully into place for him. Um, when Bowman went forward here, he just got a lovely card into the race with momentum off a hot speed, presented beautifully by James, and uh, was too good. Art Cadeau, now Barrier 1 didn't work for him. It just didn't work for him when the bolter got in front of him and he had to twist and turn everywhere. I think he maybe he, he should have gone close to winning this race. Wetor was very good for further. 
Um, he, he probably just needed to run over the, the sprint trip there. A couple other good runs in the race. I thought Kerwin's Lane was good. Marley Ston was good. And um, Cliff's Art. Now, there's a nice mare. She'd been off the scene for a while, a German mare. And she overachieved there first up from a, from a long, long spell. So... She All was in the one coming back from the fractured pelvis. Exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah so she, she might be one to keep an eye on if she can lift off that. Maybe if she goes to Brisbane for one of these wet, if we, she gets a wet track. But sometimes these jockeys, Corey, if they start off the day bad, you don't want to be on them all day. Because McDonald started off, he had that sparring in the first, he had yep. to pull out of the race, he had straw, but he did no, same sort of thing. And then he had to run into straight Aaron where yep. his head was they spinning his Yeah. But he finished off with three brilliant yep. rides Espiona, a Cascadian, and there. When. when J Max on song, he, he just—it's so incredible. Like everything just goes yeah. to plan for him. Yeah. Just yeah, it's 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 amazing. But that's that's just the the life of a jockey, you know. Like you have your bad runs, you have your good runs, and um, yeah, J Max seems to mix it up a little bit though. Yeah. Surely the secret, if you have if, if your day starts off badly, you just can't dwell on it. Surely. Exactly. You've got to yeah. move on some quickly. Do. Yeah. But and, and some are confident if they can ride the first winner, and they've got a. They can really, they yeah. can flow through. I remember if Jimmy Cassidy rode the first winner, he could win on anything. Yep. If he got beaten the first two favourites, his head would yep. be spinning all day. Yeah. It was that. Oh, and I'll go back to Nash. You know, like Nash. And if you get into an inquiry where you know you're in a sticky situation, that can play with your mind a lot too. You know, like instead of just waiting till after the last to deal with it, um, yeah, they can quite often get up into your grill and make it quite frustrating for mm. the rest of the day. Let's go and hear from McDonald. Hey, was um strong enough early and I just wanted to get him comfy and see Mick said he, he's got a lethal turn of foot when he goes especially in these conditions and when uh, QE rode forward it only injected more and he, you need horses that are bridling up from the probably five to the three and if you are you get through it really well and then accelerate but he's a nice nice horse. Okay and to the last of the day let's pick them up and uh, it was another grey much, much better. Yeah, another beautiful rated ride because he usually, he likes to dominate from the front and he knew they were going too quick, uh, Brock. And he's a first up specialist, this horse. Little query on him in the wet coming into it, but not, not coming out of it. He's he's an underrated horse. He's, uh, um, if he can continue on on an upward spiral off this, yeah, they're, they're cooking with a, a little bit of gas there. Um, can't say too much about the beaten brigade. I thought uh, he was quite dominant. Obviously, Mawanga went out too hard. He's a problem child. Yeah, I was going to say, what are they going to do about that? Look, they had the crossover nose band on him yesterday, and he just... No. Just, yeah. I, I don't think it helped when he missed the start and he got a rev. Yeah. Uh, but still, he's uh, he's he's not right. He's, Is he normally that fractious in the barriers? Um, I thought he was only hard to get in. I don't think he was fractious once he was in oh, there. He had a couple of little pop-ups. I, yeah. I noticed Nash stood off him for a long while before he... Actually yeah, sat down a, in the saddle. Funny horse. Mm. He's, he's so talented, but he just doesn't help himself. So, I thought a quitted knocked up the last bit might be uh, one for further later on um, when she's a little bit fitter as well. But yep, no, uh, good finish to the day for much much better. Who was a like I said a very good first up specialist. I was very lucky yesterday. Uh, Richo had interviewed Gary Moore <laughs> before I had to interview him, right. and he just knocked the edge off him for me. <laughs> Oh, it was just a brilliant ride. That's you know, it's pretty special. You know, he hasn't run for four months, and uh, to come back and win on a day like this. Um, but he trialled well, so we had the, you know we had a lot of confidence going into the race. You Definitely. thought you had him right? Well, my foreman kept telling me he was going to win. I said, "You must be dreaming." <laughs> and he's over there. So now it's been fantastic, and uh, especially to win win for uh, a very bright and uh, 
Mr Chang of Domeland, very special. OK, so uh, maybe in for a good prep? Uh, definitely. I think I'm going to look at the Stradbroke now. Really? Of course, Dad won it. Why can't I win it? <laughs> Why muck around, Gary? Why muck around? Definitely. Anyway, we'll, we'll enjoy this win today and hopefully that we can capitalise on it. That was breakneck speed. My horse is fast horse and I couldn't keep up. You know, that's why you need a plan B and took the sit and it's probably just cursing myself at the 300 when I come out around their heels and Huey got that run up the inside. Um, luckily, my horse was a better horse. He'd been trialling well. Did you expect him to run this well? I thought he'd run a very good race, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if he might need the run or not, but, um, you know, he came out and did it. OK, and uh, we're just about out of time. What about this return of Ayrton? Yeah, well, he was expected to need the run, so we know how good a horse he is. He's had the big spruik on him. We're all waiting for him to be a Stradbroke horse last year, and it could be well be this year. He returns with a bang. He makes his eight starts, six wins, 1,400. There's more to come from him, and, uh, well, I think he's a $15 chance for a Stradbroke as well. So uh, he's got a nice little team there, uh, Mick and Michael. Um, and they're worth keeping an eye on over the Brisbane Carnival. OK, quick update on this horse, who everyone's talking about the Everest with him. Uh, but he'll go to Brisbane first, Marzu. He had four or five days off last week. Uh, got him on uh, yesterday, actually. Brought him back into Hanover. And uh, just, to, just to get his head out of the, out of the stables. But um, so he's in great shape. He's a really, really good supporter. Uh, he'll head to the, to Brisbane. Uh, the Brisbane 10,000 is, is our main aim. And they'll probably have a trial along the way. But he'll go up there and uh, no doubt he makes the presence felt. OK, so that's uh, just about it. We're out of time. So I must say, one thing that um, was good about yesterday was the atmosphere. They were yeah. very engaged, that, that crowd. When Polly Gray hit the... When Huey Let pressed the button, half the crowd went up. It was yeah. like everyone had a dollar on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You could really notice it. Uh, now, next week, it's uh, back to just benchmark racing. No feature racing uh, next Saturday at Randwick before we go to Hawkesbury for their Saturday Metropolitan meeting, to Gosford for the coast, and then Scone, they're back with their two days. Scone Cup Friday and their, their Saturday Metropolitan meeting. Yep, gives so. our, our tracks a nice chance yes. to yeah. get a rest as well. Yep. No, no doubt. Thank you. Thank you. And enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll be back next Sunday for Thoroughbred Weekly.